and welcome to the first episode of Young Ag Achievers. My name is Lee Benson, and I am the Public Information Officer for the Oklahoma Department of Agriculture, Food, and Forestry. And joining me, the star of the show, Oklahoma Secretary of Agriculture, Blaine Arthur. Hello, Secretary Arthur. Hi, Lee. We're excited for this first ever podcast. So tell us about your vision for this podcast, what you're trying to accomplish, and and what we're trying to, to tell all the listeners out there. You know, I will give credit to one of our Ag Youth Council members who came up with an idea for the department to do a podcast. And really what we want to do is give an opportunity to highlight all of our youth here in Oklahoma. Um, And so a lot of those are going to be our 4-H and FFA members and really share the stories that some of us in the ag world know. Some of us in the ag world may not know the unique stories of these young adults. And then hopefully kind of gain a broader audience uh, here in Oklahoma or across the U.S. or whoever listens a podcast about uh, the incredible young adults that we have and the impact that they have on ag now and hopefully we'll have in the future. And for the first episode, you're going to speak to a, a couple of ladies coming up here and can you preview what that's going to be about here coming up in the middle part of the show? You bet we're very excited we have Sadie Allen and Katie Eisenhower uh, two names that are probably familiar to those in the livestock industry uh, and they're going to talk a little bit about their experience uh, showing livestock specifically in the goat industry and their experience at the National Western Stock Show in Denver this January. Excellent and before we get to that interview with Katie and Sadie, I think it'd be fun for the listeners to maybe learn something new about you and maybe something for me that I didn't know about you as well. So, um, I, you know, a little background, you were sworn in as Secretary of Agriculture back in 2019 by Governor Stitt, and you've been in that position now or this position now for five years, and now you're working on year six, and so you've seen a lot of things up to this point, but I wanted to go back to 2019, and in sports, you know, there's saying like a a new player coming into a league uh, for example that that they're so used to playing in high school and they go to college and it's all of a sudden the level of difficulty is so much more difficult than in high school and there's a moment that happens to them and people say well that's a welcome to college football moment or college basketball moment or you name the sport there and so with that analogy I was hoping that maybe you would have a situation back when you first became secretary of agriculture did you have a welcome to being secretary of agriculture in Oklahoma moment there in 2019. Okay, it does seem like a long time ago. Uh, well, in some ways a short time, sometimes a long time ago, but uh, certainly as some folks know, um, I did have the chance to work here um, at the department uh, under previous administrations, and I certainly enjoyed and appreciated that opportunity, but uh, probably off the top of my head, thinking about the day that I was sworn in um, in January, uh, back in 2019, I had some things that um, I needed to bring here to the office, and so it had been the the first time that I'd been back to the building itself I had been gone for a while uh, and certainly kind of a different feeling walking into the building I'd uh, been an employee here and certainly enjoyed that experience but walking in and uh, saying oh gosh this is a whole different ball game maybe to jump to your sports analogy um, and lots of folks that I had the chance to work with but I, I jokingly tell uh, people sometimes I, I had the chance to work for two other secretaries and I always thought to myself okay if I ever got to make that decision or if I was ever in that position this is what I would do Uh, but then suddenly when it's the day and you are in that position uh, it's a little bit more overwhelming or kind of unexpected than you thought so uh, definitely uh, a a very vivid memory and without a doubt a big opportunity to get to serve in this capacity. 
Well, coming up later in the show, we're going to, you know, we're looking for somebody here at the Department of Ag, very special, and you listeners out there may be able to help us out with that. Plus, Secretary Arthur has a random ag fact that she wants to share. But first, I'm going to hand it over to Secretary Arthur as she talks with Katie and Sadie. Well, we're very excited to have two special young ladies with us here on our very first podcast. We've got Katie Eisenhower and Sadie Allen. And Katie, why don't you get started and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you, Secretary Arthur, for having me on today. It's truly an honor and a blessing. Um, So a little bit about me. I am Katie Eisenhower. I'm from Arcadia, Oklahoma. I'm currently a senior at Oklahoma Christian School. Um, I've grown up within the agriculture industry my whole life. Um, some of my first memories were probably bottle feeding calves with my grandpa, you know, all those memories in the feed truck. Um, and then I've grown up um, around the Oklahoma Youth Expo, and um, I've just really found a passion for uh, showing livestock throughout the years. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do, um, and I'm so passionate about that and furthering the industry here in the future. Um, upon graduation in May, I plan to attend Oklahoma State University next year to pursue a degree in ag business with a minor in animal science. Um, and I'm just really excited about my future and um, moving agriculture to the next generation and uh, bettering it here in the future. Great. Thank you, Katie, for all of us OSU grads. We're very excited <laughs> to hear that you're headed to OSU uh, when you get done with school. Uh, Sadie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Sadie, and I'm from Canoe, Oklahoma. I'm a eighth grader, and I'm... I play basketball, softball, in the livestock industry. I am very busy all the time. <laughs> Some of my favorite memories are spending time at my sheep farm down in Canute. It's so busy all the time. All my friends come out and help tour and want to see the livestock industry, and that's how I spread the livestock. I don't know where I want to go to college yet. <laughs> but some time. Yeah, I have a long time. time. Well, tell us a little bit. Uh, we've got folks maybe that will listen that are from Oklahoma, but maybe some folks that aren't. So tell us where... Uh, Canute is, uh, or the closest kind of bigger town. You're very, in kind of a rural area, so tell us to how to associate that on a map. Uh, I'm right by Elk City, Oklahoma. It's close to Amarillo. We're like an hour away or so from the border, but it's very small. Like I'm a, there's like 30 kids in my class. We have one of the biggest classes in our school, and we are all in one building. <laughs> We're all very crammed together. <laughs> I believe, and then I'll ask you a little bit of a sports question because you said basketball and softball. So, what positions do you play in softball and basketball? Uh, I play third base and okay. short in softball, and I play point guard in my on my basketball team. Okay, so the shortstop's the best player on the field, right? <laughs> yeah. <You don't>, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now I know, Katie, you've got a little bit of a unique uh, piece in that we have lots of students your age that are in the FFA program, but. Kind of touch on that a little bit, and then we'll jump into the goat and livestock discussion. Yeah, of course. So my situation is a little bit different than most young agriculturalists my age. Um, I've never had the opportunity to be an FFA because my school doesn't actually offer an ag program. Um, Although I love my school, that is one big piece missing. Um, So it's really made me get unique with my endeavors in agriculture, Um, I've had to find different opportunities and um, different pathways to get to where I want to be. So, yeah, like I said, I don't have that ag teacher or that officer team uh, to lean on to. Um, I miss out on the alumni camps, the WLC, uh, making all those connections. So um, it's been tough, but 
it's also really given me a fire to um, dig deeper in agriculture and see what else is out there. Um, and yeah, moving into college, um, I'm just really, really extra excited about getting an education in agriculture. So I've always seen it as a downfall, but I'm starting to see uh, the bright side of it too. So I think that's really cool. No, I think that's a wonderful take, Katie, and hopefully encouragement. To, I think some students might think that you have to be in 4-H and then swap to FFA and you have to do all these things with your chapter, but I think you're a perfect example of everybody can have a story that fits for them and find lots of success. So um, hopefully some young people will hear that and be encouraged if they don't have kind of a more traditional path um, as they head into high school. So we now are going to pivot to talk uh, livestock and showing livestock and uh, more specifically a very timely event um, and want to hear from both of you all about the National Western Stock Show uh, that is held in Denver that uh, most livestock folks are very familiar with. Uh, but both of you young ladies had some exciting things happen there. So uh, Katie, we will start with you, um, and if you want to tell about that, tell, um, you know, about your maybe how many years you've exhibited there, but then specifically the success that you had this year and kind of anything you want to add on about Denver. Awesome. So this year is really the first time that I've gotten out of the state of Oklahoma um, showing on a national level, so that's been super exciting for my senior year. Um, with that being said, this was my first trip to Denver um, to exhibit at the National Western um, so that makes it really, really special, I think. Um, you know, my only and my first memories there um, came out with some hardware, so that was pretty fun. Um, I was the grand champion uh, doe showman there at the 2024 National Western. Um, and it was just really, really cool seeing, um, you know, my people from Oklahoma that maybe I don't, didn't know as well. But, um, you know, we have each other's backs, even if we're all the way in Denver. So that was super, super cool. Um, it was a super fun experience, you know. It's so much different than what I'm used to here in Oklahoma. Um, I saw the different sides of it, and then I also saw um, how blessed we are here in Oklahoma with what we have and the leadership that we have um, in agriculture that we shouldn't take for granted. So it was a super fun experience, and I'll never forget it for sure. Okay, well, a great perspective, and certainly congratulations. So I will ask one showmanship-specific yes. question. <laughs> Are mom and dad the ones that are like hard on you about showmanship or have you kind of taken that on or do you have somebody who coaches you or guides you as you work on fine-tuning all those pieces? Yes, of course. So I'll kind of start this off. Um, I'll be the first to admit I'm not the most confident person in everything I do and that's something that I definitely need to work on in all aspects of my life. But um, going with that, I'm really, really hard on myself. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely my biggest coach when it comes to showmanship. Um, not saying that other people haven't pushed me and gotten me to where I am. Um, but I critique myself on everything I do. I rewatch my showmanship and see, hey, what I do wrong. I watch other people, um, see what they're doing that's working, seeing what I'm doing that's maybe not working. Um, so I, I really am the judge of myself on that showmanship deal. Um, I think it's one of my biggest things is listening to the judge in classes before and then basing um, what I want to do in the ring off what he's saying and what other people are doing. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say to that. Okay, very good advice, very good advice. All right, Sadie, we're going to jump over to you. Um, so if you want to tell us um, a little bit uh, about if you have exhibited at Denver before um, or this might be uh, have been your first year as well and then a little bit about uh, your success that you had there just, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've been show I've been exhibiting at Denver for four years now. 
Uh, I've done very good. I've been grateful to do very good there. I've made it in the cell all four times. The last, I got Grand Champion Market Goat of 2024, and then I had it 2022 too. I had Grand Champion Market Goat 2022 and and Reserve Grand Champion Market Lamb that year. So that was a very good year. This year was very stressful. I was running around. I had a basketball tournament at the same time. (laughs) So I was flying back and forth to, like, play basketball and also take care of my land, like, sheep and goats. It was, like, it was very stressful. It was very cold, too. (laughs) It was was cold. Uh, I want to thank a lot of, like, people that helped me get places and helped me show my mom, dad, my show team – They've all helped me so much at that at Denver. They helped me get around, helped me feed my animals when I wasn't there and I was playing basketball. It was it was just crazy and I was so grateful I was there to experience that Denver. Well, you know, I think that's something really important you bring up, Sadie. It's very much becomes kind of a family activity yes. or a team activity and um and I know Katie plays golf and she and her but Talk a little bit about how do you balance, and you said you're an eighth grader, but how do you, um, there's lots of our students, especially ones that go to rural schools, how do you balance the showing with athletics, and uh, and maybe family is a big answer to that for you, but kind of talk through how you make all that happen. Yes, family is a very big answer for me. My mom and dad help me a lot, but I will get up and feed in the mornings, get ready for school, come back, Uh, I'll work all my animals, do like uh, work them. I'll do their legs. So I'll rinse their legs and blow them out and like put some stuff in them and to make them grow. And then I'll come back and I'll go inside, do my homework, come back, feed, and then I'll work them for like 30 minutes each to work on showmanship. It's crazy. But like, so, but when I'm playing basketball, I'll try to make it off days. So like when I'm playing basketball, that'll be just, I'll feed that night. But when I'm not, I'm going to do their legs and work very hard that day. So when I don't have enough time that day, it doesn't matter because they're already being broke the same amount as some people that have uh, not play, doesn't play sports. Right, or like do right. that. I work as much hard that day than I than people do like twice as I do. I do it a lot. (laughs) No, for sure. So it's kind of that time management and scheduling and trying to figure out how to put all of those pieces in there. So Sadie, you touched a little bit on working legs and working hair. And so I'm going to have Katie tell us a little bit about if we have um, someone who's listening to the podcast who isn't familiar with showing livestock or specifically on the goat side. And I know you can talk on the sheep side as well, Sadie, but... (laughs) Talk about what uh, kind of what the purpose is of us exhibiting these livestock, but then what does that daily care look like? What are your responsibilities, routine? What all goes into getting that animal ready to, especially to go compete at a high caliber show, a national level show like the National Western? Yeah, of course. So um, the livestock industry and specifically the showing industry um, is a really unique space. Um, It's a core group of people that, are exhibiting, exhibiting these livestock, some for um, breeding pieces, um, and then also for, uh, on the goat side, it's a weather show and a doe show. So you have um, that breeding piece, but also um, that male production piece as well. Um, and then it, it takes so much to get one ready for a high caliber show like you talked about. 
um, you know, the hair care, the um, showmanship like we talked about earlier, and then um, just getting that animal ready too, not only yourself but the animal as well. Um, so the uh, hair care, it's not only about the hair. I feel like for us it's really started with keeping that skin and hide um, healthy too because without that, things can fall apart really, really quickly. Um, so, um, yeah, you got that hair and hide piece, and then it takes so much to feed one and get one there too. It's it's such a group effort, like Sadie talked about, family, friends, um, you know, getting one's nutrients right to get it looking um, 12 o'clock when showtime comes around. Um, and then, you know, there's the hydration piece. There's the working, the exercise pieces that – there's so many details that can be left off that mean so much. Um, I think in the agricultural industry as a whole, um, that need to be pay attention or need to have attention to. Um, so, yeah. Um, so this year, like, Katie, I know super. And Sadie mentioned how cold it was out in Denver oh, this year. Man. So uh, for <laughs> the goats, you know, my my family is uh, my kids are more in the cattle industry. So the cold it. it adjust things but not as much but the goats oh don't have quite the hair that no. the um, <laughs> cattle do so how do you what how do you manage through that and what kind of things yes. did you have to do this year to adjust a little bit yes so the weather plays a really really big role in livestock um as anyone in agriculture would say um so for the goats those weathers we really really keep try to keep them warm with those blankets um you know we layer those things on for sure um, and when it gets really, really cold, like it has been here a couple weeks ago, ice and snow, uh, we bring those animals inside, have heaters going, um, just keep them out of the elements for sure, keep their legs dry. That's a really big part of it. Um, the does, we don't use blankets on because uh, we need as much hair on those things as okay. possible. <laughs> and for the cold, let's keep that hair growing. Um, so, yeah, it, it definitely presents a unique situation. Um, but at the end of the day, we just want to take care of the animals the best that we can when that weather rolls around. Okay, very good. So um, goats and sheep, a little bit different. And um, you all are much, much younger than I am. But we actually, showing goats in Oklahoma hasn't really been around that long. So like right. when I was in yeah. school, mm-hmm. we didn't even show goats. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've shown sheep for a long, long time. So Sadie, I'm going to go to you and tell us the difference a little bit in uh, the sheep side of things and goat side of things. And I know kids, a lot of kids show both of those, but tell us yeah. either uh, some of the unique differences or some of the things that you maybe like better about the sheep or like better about goats, but kind of compare those two for us. Yes. Uh, the sheep are much quicker to get their legs done. You don't have to do like all their body hair. You just have to do their leg hair and get as big as you can. Uh, I have a lot more sheep though. Okay. Because my dad raises them, and he's a lot more competitive in it. But my goats, I love them. They have the best personalities. Okay. <laughs> they always have the best personalities compared to sheep. They can be a little turd when training, but they are. They have a good personality once you get them broke. Sheep, the biggest like thing that I like, I've been doing it for so long. I've, been, I've always been involved in the sheep industry okay. since I was born. So I have all my friends, and then I understand them more. So, like, I, I can, like, I can feed a sheep better than the goats, but I can, but my family and me still feed the goats as much, as better as the sheep that, than anyone. Gotcha. Okay, very good. So let's, I'll give you all just one second to think about this, and I'll start with Katie. 
Uh, but I know all of us that have shown livestock or had animals, there's one animal, and it may not have even been the one that was that successful in the show ring, but your favorite animal. So tell us real quick about one that's been your favorite that you've shown or uh, had a funny name or funny personality uh, that you can think of. Katie, you get us started. Okay. Yeah. Easy question for me. Okay. So um, in 2016, I had the bronze medallion market weather at the Oklahoma Youth Expo. Big deal. Um, yes. Yeah. So that was super, super fun. It was my second year showing. And oh, if I could just go back to that day, I would in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> his name was Ricky Fowler. Like you mentioned earlier, I play golf. I love golf. Um, and he's my favorite. So okay. uh, it was fitting to have a goat that I love so much and then uh, have success with him as well. So that was super, super cool. Um, he was a paint goat. Um, I have a thing for paint goats. I think I just love them to death. And okay. like Sadie mentioned earlier, uh, they just have the coolest personalities. You know, the sweetest little animals. Um, so, so funny. Um, so, yeah, he definitely comes to the top of the list when we're talking about favorite livestock. Okay, so Ricky Fowler, keeping Ricky it Fowler. with the OSU theme. Yes, okay. of course. All right, All right. Sadie, <laughs> what about you? Uh, my favorite animal was probably my goat from this year. His name was Mile High. Okay. Because we showed him in the Mile High City. Okay. Uh, he's always meant to be for Denver. Uh, he's always had a good personality. He was kind of a turd at Denver because how cold he was. Yes. It was so cold. They are like tensing up. And he was just, but he had the sweetest personality. He would like follow you around <laughs> and like. He would, I don't know. He just had the best personality okay. for me. He, Me and him got along, but him and my dad did not get along <laughs> at all. That I think that can happen sometimes. Sometimes I don't get along with for the sure. parents yeah. as yeah. well as with the family, <laughs> which, is, which is okay. So I'm going to pivot just a little bit. Uh, so maybe think of a time, and Sadie, I'll have you start for us, when – um, you worked really hard or had one that you thought was going to be really competitive or, um, you know, you had one get away in the show ring or something that didn't go exactly like you wanted it to. And then kind of what you learned from that experience or that situation. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, my goat at Denver, I let go of him in the grand drive. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> So I was going to shake the judge's hand and the halter slipped off and he got away. But the lesson I learned is don't grab onto the chain of the halter underneath it. Okay. And the halter won't come okay. off and he won't get away. That was very embarrassing for me. Everybody <laughs> sent me videos after and pictures. But, but better was, to get away after the yeah, fact than beforehand, yeah, right? Better, so, yeah. Okay. All right, Katie, what about you? Yeah, so... In the livestock industry, there's highs and lows wherever you go in it, for sure. Um, I would say the biggest one for me was in the year 2020. Um, we were at the Oklahoma Youth Expo. We had just sheared one off, and we had a set that we were very, very proud of, um, specifically one. And, um, you know, when we got that call that things were done, I'll never forget my heart just shattering on the floor. Um, but, you know, it's, it's made you value what you have and the time that you have. Um, for sure. Um, along with just valuing your animals too, I think. Um, so yeah, that was a tough, tough moment, but, um, it is what it is and we've learned from it and grew together as a livestock community, I think from it, um, for the better. So, 
know, we learn from every moment. You know, Katie, I think that's really important to bring up the 2020 situation. Um, There's so many really challenging things about that year. And uh, certainly for those in the livestock industry, there's there's a lot of discussion because for market exhibitors, there's mm-hmm. not another go round. Uh, you know, right. if you're on the female side, and That's a lot it. of those female <laughs> exhibitors did get to show their heifers or their does, whatever the situation right. might be. But all of the, and you all know this because you fight for it every day. You're that market animal is destined typically for <laughs> one show, um, and that wasn't an option for folks, and right. that was really really tough. And I, I think though. Um, from kind of an ag perspective, we understand that sometimes no matter what we do, things don't sort out exactly Absolutely. like we want them to. And we learn yeah. from that and do uh, the best we can. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about y'all have been in the ag industry, in the livestock industry. Um, one challenge that we see sometimes is people understanding agriculture or what we do or why they should care about ag or why they should care about kids in 4-H or FFA. So, uh, to anyone listening that doesn't have a, you know, a touch point with ag, um, Katie, why don't you start us off and tell us why, why should people care about you all showing livestock or why should they care about farmers and ranchers just in general? Yeah, of course. Um, Sadie can probably touch on the FFA a little bit better. Um, yes, yeah, but of course I've been around it. Um, the livestock industry and the forage and FFA kids as a whole, um, they are the leaders of Oklahoma in my mind. Um, you know, they are responsible, they can. They speak well, um, and they're just overall good leaders. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're special kids, and they've been raised right, um, not only to just further the agricultural industry, but industries across the nation um, from here to there. Um, they work hard. They're always going to work hard. That's in the core of who they are for sure. Um, and the livestock industry, just as a whole, um, you learn so much and you're there for each other. That's probably my biggest thing that I've taken from agriculture is, um, having each other's back. Um, we're there for each other in the good and in the bad. Um, and I think moving on into the workforce, that's something really, really valuable. Um, that I think has been lost, um, in some places. So that's kind of what I would say. Um, ag kids in general are just... They're, they're the corn of the crop. They're good. Okay. No, <laughs> good people. No, very good. So, Sadie, you give us kind of your perspective on why people that are not ag people should uh, support agriculture, support 4-H and FFA kids, support the livestock. Why should that matter to people who um, don't even know where Canute, Oklahoma is? Why should they <laughs> yeah. care about what you um, and your peers are doing? Uh, yes. Uh, most people don't know where, like, their food comes mm. from. Like, yeah. they don't understand, yep. like, the producing part of it they don't question it either most people they just buy the meat and don't think of how hard it is to earn that product yeah so if so if they want to care about ffa and 4-h they need to care about it so they can have more food and product Mm -hmm. on the table for the future because if we don't support that then what are we going to have in the future Mm -hmm. of like agriculture and like the meat production and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I don't. No, so, I agree. You're yeah. telling my story, Sadie. I, I <laughs> yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Agree with you tremendously. Um, let's talk about y'all. Have talked about your family and team and all those things, but um, think about someone who, as you have been um, in the show industry, who you have either looked up to or has been a mentor to you or kind of a unique coach for you and. 
tell us a little bit about that person. Sadie, we'll let you get us started. Uh, it would be my mom or dad. Okay. They've been a big part of my life. They both showed animals. Uh, my mom grew up in Iowa. My dad grew up in Elk City, Oklahoma. My dad started a show team down here, down there, and it's always been a big deal for like everybody down there of my dad starting his own show team. He helped my aunt a lot, and he she was very successful after he figured out like what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> after he figured out what he's doing but my mom and my dad have been the biggest impact of my life in the agriculture industry okay now Sadie I siblings older siblings younger siblings I have younger siblings I have two younger sisters they are very supportive they both they help me a lot in okay. with sheep and goats my little sister Lainey she shows pigs okay and I help I used to show them but with OIE, I used to run around three barns. <laughs> it was very, like... A lot a, to keep It was track a of. lot, a yeah. lot. So I let her have that, take over that. She loves it a lot. Okay. She, uh, I help her with that some all the time. And she helps me with the goats, so we help each other with our species so we can both be successful in the agriculture industry well it sounds like a lot nicer than at my house because i don't know that my kids always get along as well as it sounds like you and oh, your we sister do not. oh okay. we don't we don't we argue all the time <laughs> all right katie what about you mentor person you've looked up to an older showman um kind of tell us who that person might be for you yeah of course so um i grew up watching my older cousin ryan show steers um he had the grand champion steer at the oklahoma youth expo in 2011 um, and I always thought I'd show a steer and, you know, follow in his footsteps. Um, but when it came time for me to start showing, um, he happened to be dating this girl named Chrissa Pfeiffer, um, part of the Pfeiffer family up in Orlando, Oklahoma. Um, and she's turned into my best friend. Um, you know, she's there for me day in and day out, uh, not in, only in the show ring, but outside of it as well. Um, she's taught me so much about the livestock industry, specifically goats for sure, um, and also life lessons. Um, so I would say the Piper family up in Orlando, um, they've become my family more than friends, both metaphorically and literally. Yeah. Um, so it's been really, really cool to watch that over the years. Okay. Well, we're uh, going to get to our last question here. So tell us if you were going to give one piece of advice uh, to um, someone who was either um, is showing or thinking about showing or or even somebody that maybe they're showing and they're not just quite as competitive as they want to be. Um, we'll have you start, Sadie. What would be um, some words of advice from you for those um, 4-H and FFA exhibitors, no matter the species, To uh, what advice would you give them? Uh, just to work hard. If you get beat, try harder because you always have that goal. Set your goal for as high as you can. And if you don't get it, then just try harder the next time and just keep on trying and never give up because that's the biggest part is never giving up in the agriculture industry because you keep on going. Nope. Wonderful advice. <laughs> All right, Katie, how about you? Yes. So I would say either find someone older than you or find someone that seems unbeatable in the show ring um, and pay attention to what they're doing. Um, what are they doing that you're not doing or what are you doing that they're not doing? Um, see what's working. Um, watch them closely. Ask questions. Um, so I would say that's where, especially in the showmanship ring, that um, really, really furthered me um, in my endeavors is just finding someone um, and making it your goal to honestly beat the unbeatable. 
Um, so, yeah. No, I think excellent, <laughs> excellent advice from both of you all. Um, certainly so glad uh, to have you all on our first ever podcast. Again, we've had uh, Katie Eisenhower and Sadie Allen, uh, uh, the uh, grand champion doe showman at the 2024 National Western Stock Show, and then the grand champion market goat uh, showman uh, <laughs> representing Oklahoma very, very well. And certainly, there's no question you all have had great success in the show ring, but I think anyone listening will know that you all are going to be successful in whatever you choose to do in life. Uh, very mature, hardworking young ladies, and we just look forward to uh, seeing your future success. So thank you both for joining us here this afternoon. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Okay, Katie and Sadie have departed. Lee Benson back here alongside Secretary Bland Arthur. So, Secretary Arthur, what are your biggest takeaways from talking to Katie and Sadie? I would say the number one takeaway is I'm very proud of our ag kids here in Oklahoma. They did an excellent job talking about uh, their projects and their success, but I think certainly had some really good perspective and insight for young ladies of their age. They're, I think, very mature and uh, very worldly and were able to communicate that well. So, a couple of notes I took when I was listening, because I'm not a person that has an agriculture background. Uh, I know you know that, but I suppose some of our listeners don't know that. So when I hear people talk about this stuff, a lot of this stuff I I have never heard of before. So I just kind of thought it was interesting when uh, Katie, well, I guess maybe everyone thinks this is interesting, but the Ricky Fowler part with her goat (laughs) named Ricky (laughs) Fowler, that stood out to me. Uh, Somebody that obviously knows Ricky Fowler and knows an OSU guy, and he's one of the best golfers out there. It makes me think that I wonder if he knows that if Fowler knows that there's a goat out there that was named after him because you could do a lot with that, right? With the whole goat. I think there's opportunity there, Lee. Yes. To do some type of unique promotion or education. Uh, We'll have to follow up with Katie to see if we surely somebody at OSU can make that connection for us. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out a little bit. Uh, But also just I think I've asked you this before because I'm somebody who grew up. I, I played a bunch of sports, baseball and football, a little bit of basketball, but mostly baseball and football. And so I'm always curious about how all of these ag kids who have all of this time to work in ag, but also how do they do school? How do they do sports as well? And so hearing Sadie talk about how she played basketball and then how she had to you know do shows. So it seems like a team effort that, I mean, you have to be really good at time management and everybody in your family and friends has to also be kind of on your side. So I kind of thought that part was interesting as well. No, absolutely. And just the traveling back and forth to the show to be able to meet her commitments to the basketball team and also meet her commitments on the show side. And I think that's something that's so interesting to hear uh, these young adults talk about that, because I think uh, as you and I now as professionals in the workplace, we understand that that teamwork piece is so important, uh, but they're seeing that from very very early on and relying on other folks but also knowing that a lot of people rely on you to do your part and show up when you're supposed to and how about katie saying and for i know she's a senior in high school so she's almost in college but still very young saying that or just acknowledging on a podcast i'm not the most confident person but also i'm really hard on myself when i hear that as somebody I, i i still feel like high school wasn't that long ago, even though it was quite some time ago. I'm not sure if I would have acknowledged that, uh, especially like on a podcast, but to me, it's almost like she, she, I think she's more confident than she lets on. Cause the fact that she admits that and knows that, yeah, this is part of my personality. Maybe it's a weakness, but I'm, 
you know, hitting it head on. I thought that was pretty interesting too. You know, the self-awareness for someone that age is pretty impressive. And I'm kind of like you, Lee. I talked to these, um, our Ag Youth Council members who are seniors in high school. And I'm thinking back to several decades ago when I was in high school and thought I was nowhere near this uh, worldly or experienced or well-spoken. And, and I just got a little bit tickled when Katie said that because she said, well, I'm really not that confident, but, you know, just seeing her speak here and she handled questions well, and I, I, mean, I would probably disagree with her that I think she is, <laughs> yeah. uh, has an a, exceptional um, job of communicating and sharing her story. But to your point that she is already looking at herself and saying, where can I be better? How can I improve? How can I be more competitive? I mean, it's, it's very impressive. And then the part about uh, being in the show ring and looking to see if you can find somebody either older than you or somebody that seems like they're unbeatable and then go try to beat that person. So she, uh, and it's not just Katie. I know that a lot of kids and, you know, and the Ag Youth Council that Katie's a part of, they yep. probably have similar personalities like that. And it's always cool to see, you know, kids at that age realize that, you know, I'm not the best, but I want to beat the best. Yes. And here's how to do it. And it seems like they kind of have the right, uh, I, I guess they've been told the right instructions on how to potentially get to that point. So that's well, good. and that, that never give up attitude. I think you heard that from both the young ladies today. And then um, when it doesn't go well, uh, you just go back and you work harder. I think that's what Sadie said. If you're not winning where you want it, you go home and work harder. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us to remember. Sometimes it doesn't go like we want. And so you start over again and put in more time and effort and try to do your very best. And another thing that Sadie taught me that I did not know until today is that goat personalities are better than sheep personalities. <laughs> so. I, would, I am not the goat or the sheep expert. So it was fun to hear from the girls about um, those in particular. Um, and just I, I do think there's a, it sounds like from what they told us a lot more uh, personality in the goats than there is in the sheep. All right. So for the next part of the show, we want our listeners help because we're in search of a very special person the next member of the oklahoma agriculture hall of fame applications for governor sits outstanding achievement and agriculture award are now available on the odaf website nominees should have high standards of conduct leadership innovation and accomplishments in agriculture while also being a role model for oklahoma agriculture's young people like katie and sadie now the winner will be honored at ag day at the state capitol on april 16th Secretary Arthur, can you talk about what this award means to you and other agriculture producers across the state of Oklahoma? You bet, Lee. This is, I think, a very special award for everyone uh, who's involved in agriculture here in the state of Oklahoma and having uh, governors over time have uh, been able to present this award to different individuals. And uh, here in our building here at the Department of Ag, we have um, all of those folks highlighted on the wall. And as you kind of look at those individuals and the impact and really this lasting impact that they have had on production agriculture here in the state, and a lot of them, their influence has uh, impacted their particular commodity or just production ag, not only here in Oklahoma or the United States, but some of them have had um, inventions or new best management practices that have really impacted ag in the world. So it's it's an opportunity for us as an ag community to come together and uh, really appreciate and highlight an individual who has made a tremendous impact and then, um, you know, just have a good day on Ag Day and get to uh, celebrate with those individuals, family members, and, and two, just sharing that story. I think one thing uh, that you're exceptionally good at is just sharing the story of agriculture. And I think there's always a very unique story when we get to highlight that Ag Hall of Fame winner and get to kind of spread that message far and wide. 
We're going to be accepting nominations and applications until March the 8th. March the 8th. That is whatever the application deadline is. So let's finish up this first episode of our first podcast with a random agriculture fact here in the state of Oklahoma. And I believe you might have something that could be pretty random to a lot of people that are listening. Uh, probably a very random fact, Lee, for anyone who has been here to our uh, main headquarter building here in Oklahoma City. The building sits just north of the state capitol, and if you come into the building, we've got live trees that actually grow in the building, which in itself is unique, but its uh, offices are all kind of in odd triangle shapes, and as you walk through, um, it's a little bit of a maze, and uh, when I first came to work here, I asked the question, why did anyone build the building this way? Uh, it's maybe not the most ideal for uh, heat and air systems uh, but actually the ag building here is built in the shape of an a uh, that stands for agriculture now you can't see that on the street if you're only from an aerial view but um, at some point in time somebody thought that would be great uh, for the state ag building so uh, maybe a fact that not many folks know and uh, some people in our building love the way their offices are shaped and some maybe don't love that but that's the reason behind it that is the interesting thing is you go into certain offices at the, I guess, the edges of the A. And you right. Can, you can really tell that, okay, wow, this is this is shaped like an A. <laughs> it's, it's an architect somewhere had a grand idea, so now we all get to get to enjoy it. Well, that about does it for the first edition of Young Ag Achievers. We invite you to join us on future episodes when we talk to more of Oklahoma agriculture's youth. For Secretary Arthur, I'm Lee Benson. Thank you for listening.